This is Government Gone Digital. I'm Dana Birchman, Chief Digital Officer here in Gilbert, Arizona, and I'm here today with our Digital Media and Marketing Officer, Jennifer Alvarez, and we're joined today by a very special guest. David Johnston is the Social Media Strategist for the Transportation Security Administration, or the TSA, as most of our listeners probably know them, where he develops social media strategies for communicating with the traveling public. David, welcome. We're so happy to have you. It's my pleasure to be joining you today. Awesome. This is actually episode number 30 in this series, so we're really excited and, and so happy to have you and would love to talk with you about all that you're doing on social media in your job. I think this is so cool. Um, I, I think you guys do such a terrific job. So tell me a little bit about um, TSA and why they have a social media strategy. So TSA is responsible for the transport of goods uh, and people. Uh, throughout the United States. Uh, Most people will know us uh, because of their experiences going through the airports and uh, seeing our security checkpoints uh, before they board a plane. Uh, We use social media to communicate with the traveling public and to the public in general uh, to update them on information about uh, airport screening policies, uh, other information that's uh, helpful for them to know uh, as they prepare to uh, make journeys across uh, the United States. Awesome. And so how long has TSA been on social media? We launched our social media presence uh, in 2003, shortly after the agency was stood up. Uh, We started on Instagram. Uh, Quickly after that, we joined Twitter as well. Uh, And shortly afterwards, we uh, joined YouTube also. Uh, Currently, we maintain a presence on uh, all three of those platforms, uh, and we've recently launched a different service called Ask TSA, which is a customer service uh, based channel that's available on Twitter as well as on Facebook Messenger. I love that. I do too. David, um, you guys are really known for your social media customer service. How did that come about and how is that going for you? How do you guys manage that? Um, Because I imagine you get so many questions on an hourly basis. Yes, it's it's really been a great uh, a great effort for us. Um, since we launched the program just under two years ago, uh, we have seen our audience size grow uh, from a, a really small trickle of questions on the, the first few days uh, to over a thousand engagements uh, on a daily basis. Uh, wow. It's really wow. um, <laughs> it's really amazing to see uh, how many questions and the wide variety of questions that come in from people that are preparing for trips or may have just returned from a a recent travel experience uh, and that want to communicate with TSA. That's incredible. I mean, I can't even imagine handling a thousand engagements a day. Do you guys have a team behind you or how do, or is it you managing all of those uh, requests? We have a really outstanding team that uh, is responsible for Ask TSA. Uh, The team is made up of employees from across the TSA organization, uh, people from diverse backgrounds, such as our Air Marshal Service, our Human Resources Group, uh, and a number of people who have worked in the airports and at the security checkpoints. So it's it's an incredible team. They, they do an amazing job and they bring such a wide range of experiences uh, that allows us to give really good, really uh, detailed 
responses to passenger questions. Yeah, we talk about this all the time. We manage more than 25 channels here in Gilbert, and people still, I think, are starting to really understand the power of the customer service aspect of that. One of the things we have a lot of road projects going on in our community because we're a growing community, and so we get a lot of questions about those, and our public works and streets teams tell us that we take a lot of the burden off of their shoulders because <laughs> when, when our customers are running into problems or have questions about certain road closures or when they're going to be open, we will answer those and or go find the information for them. And so that takes a huge load off of them. And I think a lot of times people don't realize uh, that customer service aspect because we always say, go where your residents are. And our residents, and I'm sure as your experience shows you too with the work you do, when people have issues, the first thing they do is pull out their phone and you know they're not calling anyone anymore. They're going to go to social media and they're going to find your channel and they're going to either ask you or look for that information there. And if it's not there, they're going to be, you know, asking you why or asking you questions. And so I think that this is so important. And I'm not sure in government that organizations across the country and especially locally municipalities have really grasped this concept and the power of what you're able to do with that customer service piece and residents online. Yes, it's really, it's really been an amazing uh, journey for us uh, to be really proactive in engaging with customers uh, online. Um, and as you say, um, we have uh, we have heard from our airport staff, uh, and one of our goals is to try to make sure that passengers are arriving at the airport more prepared and ready to go through that screening process so that they're able to get through the security lines quicker. Uh, our uh, TSO staff is able to uh, screen items quickly and more efficiently and to make the experience better for everyone. Yeah, absolutely. And it's a 24-7 thing. That's the other piece of the job that I don't think people realize. And oftentimes, many government jobs are, you know, nine to five. And people don't understand that, you know, when People have questions in the middle of the night or on a Saturday. You know, you have to be there to answer them. And it's funny because I recently had a conversation with someone about email responses and they made a comment that, well, I try to respond um, to, you know, constituent inquiries within a week or two. I'm like, a week or two? We have an expectation that a resident's comments are acknowledged within an hour, especially during yes. business hours. Um, and so, and I think they almost fell out of their chair because mm -hmm. they thought like, really? I said, those days are gone, you know. Um, they want to know information and they want to know it immediately. And that's the way social media works. So talk Absolutely. to me about, yeah, talk to me about how you stay on top of all of the questions and the requests, you know, that come in night or day. You know, it's, we are fortunate that uh, we are able to set up our system to work 365 days a year. That's weekends, holidays, uh, everything. So even though we're not manning our channel 24 hours a day, seven days a week, um, we are um, responding uh, every day. So if someone does tweet to us at 3 a.m. in the morning about a flight they have the next day, as soon as our staff comes in that morning, we can quickly and efficiently work through those overnight messages, those 3 a.m. Uh, tweets, and respond to the person, hopefully, before they ever leave for the airport uh, and arrive uh, for their flight. Great. And David, and we talked a lot about fear in government and social media and handling those customer service um, inquiries. And, you know, we always have a goal of and see the opportunity to turn those negative comments or the, that negative feedback um, into 
positive experience. And so turning our haters into our biggest fans. And we've seen quite a few examples of that in our experiences with our social media accounts. David, do you have any examples that stick out that or experiences that you have um, had that uh, related to turning your, you know, those negative comments into positive experiences for your travelers? So as you can imagine, TSA does get its uh, fair share of uh, less than positive feedback. <laughs> and I think what we have found as an agency through this um, through this process of engaging with passengers and with our customers is that once people have understood that we are involved in the conversation and that we truly are there to listen to their concerns and we show uh, through our, our responses the, the appropriate level of empathy uh, and understanding for their issues, um, it really turns the conversation around. Um, we certainly do not pretend to be uh, perfect as an organization, uh, and we understand that uh, with so many people traveling, uh, with so many uh, airports and so many employees, uh, that there are going to be times where situations uh, unfortunately do occur. Uh, but for the most part, uh, I think we have been able to take uh, the people that contact us and tell us about their their uh, experiences when at the airport or when traveling uh, and have been able to turn those into wins simply by letting people know that we really do uh, care and we really do want their travel experiences to be as safe and as pleasant as possible. I love that. I love we don't pretend to be perfect as an organization because I think that that's what gets in the way of so many people wanting to engage on social media or organizations, especially cities, whether it be elected officials. Um, they're very afraid of criticism or not having an answer. And so often, if you acknowledge whatever the comment is, even if you don't have an answer to the question or you just say, I don't know, I'm going to go find out or let me look into that for you, that is also such a huge part of that customer service piece. And I just love that you said that because that really is it, you know, and, and people, we've been asked before if it's this propaganda, you know, the things that you guys are pushing out and, you know, but it is so true. We're not pretending to be perfect, but we should be there providing information, answering questions, helping our constituents um, when they need something. And really yes, just letting absolutely. letting our, our residents know that someone's on the other side of the, the social media channels. I think that's so important, letting them know that there's a person there to help you should you need anything um, is really important as we move forward. I agree. And I, I really don't think that people have the expectation for their government to be perfect. But I think they do have the expectation and a completely fair one that their government is going to listen to them and they're going to be responsive when there's a problem. And I think that um, that's something that a lot of organizations do forget, uh, as you mentioned, that fear to go in the social space because of the criticism uh, that comes along with that. Uh, the reality, however, is that that criticism and those conversations are going to take place, uh, whether an agency or an organization uh, decides to involve themselves in them or not. So uh, in my opinion, it's much better for the government to be involved in those conversations and to open that dialogue with its constituents and with the public rather than sit on the sidelines and pretend that those uh, negative conversations aren't happening. Absolutely. Let's talk about having fun with social media too and, and using humor and how you can incorporate to kind of also change the tone or the way that you're interacting um, with your followers. Tell us a little bit about how you guys are able to do that with your interactions, David. 
Well, most people wouldn't think of the TSA as a very fun organization. Uh, we, we're not uh, the first group that comes to mind when you think uh, entertaining or, or witty or humorous. Uh, but we try to interject uh, the appropriate level of humor uh, into our social media uh, engagements with travelers. Uh, we uh, receive a number of uh, messages that uh, people have, uh, have either poked fun at us or they have a silly question, uh, and we try to respond in kind when appropriate. Um, we, uh, we, we take advantage of uh, obvious opportunities that present themselves uh, to, to Sh- be Give humorous. us an example of one of those <laughs> obvious opportunities. Um, we had a passenger that reached out to us uh, very early on uh, in our Ask TSA program, that uh, sent us a uh, an image of the DeLorean from Back to the Future, and they asked if they would be allowed to bring a flux capacitor on board uh, the air- airplane. Uh, and we pointed out to them that uh, uh, since the airplane traveled faster than 88 miles an hour, it probably wasn't a good idea uh, to prevent any time travel incidents. Um, it, it's the <laughs> small amazing. opportunities I to... Love it to have a little fun with the passengers uh, and to try to show that we truly are real people. We're not uh, just robots responding to their, uh, to their inquiries. Uh, and we look for opportunities like those. And those, those moments of levity and those moments to show people that, yes, TSA does have a sense of humor, uh, I think have really benefited us uh, overall with our social media strategy. That's amazing. So what are those conversations like in a large organization like TSA to convince uh, people at the top that this is something you need to do and where you need to be on social media? We get a lot of questions from uh, communications groups and other people who would like to be doing that, engaging, using humor. It kind of all goes back to the same uh, fear, I think, as well. But how do you get the buy-in um, from those in an organization like TSA to be engaging that way and engaging constantly with your customers? And how do you show the value in the customer service care that you're able to provide with social media? So for us, we had a few of our media spokespeople who were doing responses to customer um, questions that came in over Twitter uh, Mm -hmm. before our Ask TSA effort ever launched. Uh, We looked at that and said, there might be an opportunity here to take this to another level, to do something that was organization-wide. So we approached our management uh, with examples of these types of engagements and showed them that people are turning to social media as a legitimate channel for information and to reach out to organizations. Um, With that information, we were able to receive approval to do a pilot program. It was a six-month-long pilot. And after several months of looking at the volumes increase and looking at the um, types of questions that we were receiving, uh, our management actually was able to give us the green light for continuing Ask TSA as a long-term program. Um, I'll say that for the most part, uh, I feel like most government organizations and most agencies 
are relatively risk averse. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think there's also an understanding now that people are expecting organizations to use social media as a channel, uh, not only of one-way communications and posting messages to your Facebook page or your blog, but to be actively involved in two-way dialogue uh, between the organization and the general public. But I had a question. I saw that you guys, and you had mentioned this earlier, that you're using Facebook Messenger um, as for, for another avenue for Ask TSA. Can you talk to me a little bit about Facebook Messenger? I know there's been a lot of discussions, uh, airlines using it for customer service outreach as well. Um, I just, we haven't quite dived into that yet. We obviously do respond to any messages that we receive, but I know that there's a concerted effort um, to use Messenger for an advanced customer service. So I was wondering if you could just tell me a little bit more about that. Sure, we've uh, we've been on Facebook Messenger for uh, just just under a year now, and we found it to be a great platform to engage with travelers. Uh, first of all, the size of Facebook uh, really makes it a channel where so many people want to use that platform to communicate with us that we felt we were missing a huge opportunity if we didn't uh, move to Facebook Messenger as a a second communications channel. Um, But Facebook Messenger has really allowed us and allowed our travelers to ask some really complicated, really detailed questions. Uh, Sometimes 140 characters just isn't enough to explain the, the nuances of a particular travel scenario. So we've really embraced Facebook Messenger uh, we've seen uh, an incredible amount of uh, volume come through that channel, uh, and we really have been pleased, um, you know, by moving from just Twitter-based engagement to Facebook Messenger as well. That's awesome. And uh, another platform platform that you guys are on is Instagram, and we were yes. kind of scrolling through your feed, and it's hilarious. You guys have a lot of interesting um, items that come through. <laughs> It, it's really amazing uh, to me <laughs> to look at that feed sometimes at what comes through uh, an airport checkpoint just on a daily basis. Um, these are, uh, unfortunately, uh, probably all too common uh, when you're looking at some of the firearms and the weapons. Right. Uh, that but the duck. Are... How often do people try to take a duck <laughs> through security? I just you had would... to laugh so hard at the duck post. You would be surprised. Uh, the the uh, the things that our uh, our TSOs see at uh, security checkpoints uh, is always entertaining, uh, and it, it's amazing to uh, think about uh, the the variety of items that show up at these checkpoints. Um, but then I, I realize that when when you're when you're looking at that feed and you're looking at uh, the items that show up, you're you're looking at such a great snapshot of uh, of uh, your neighbors and the and the public of what might be in their suitcase at any given moment absolutely um, it, 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 it's really fascinating and it's really a it's really a great feed for us uh, it's incredibly popular instagram has really been a wonderful opportunity for us to showcase and to highlight some of the more unique items and uh, some of the items that our uh, our officers are responsible for screening every day yeah and and to have fun with it and, and kind of make light of it. I was telling Jen earlier that I accidentally, when we were moving cross country, put a um, an item in a carry on bag, <laughs> and it went through. Uh, and I, you know, I had was checking suitcases and and 
carrying on others and I you know wasn't really thinking and it went through and they said you know there was a lot of like emotion and I'm like what's going on and they said ma'am do you have a machete or a sword in that bag and I said uh I don't think so I don't even own something like that and I had packed a wedding cake knife that was actually my parents wedding cake knife that was engraved and then they'd given to me and so I was in a full panic about what am I I can't lose this knife it's like works me and why did I put this in there you have to laugh and I'm thinking I'm gonna end up on the Instagram page I just know it (laughs) but I was able to call someone to turn around and come get the knife and take it out and I don't you know I don't even know how so it happens to the best of us I guess (laughs) absolutely it it happens to me more often than I would like to think to be perfectly honest there you go oh that is too funny well so tell us what's to come like what what um platforms are you guys looking at that maybe you're not engaged on when it comes to social media or other things you're thinking about doing no, we're always looking at what the next big thing is mm-hmm. coming down the pike, uh, as I'm sure everyone else is. Um, we have spent some time looking at uh, upcoming platforms as well as established uh, platforms like Snapchat. And we always ask ourselves uh, to look at how many people are engaging on these, uh, what types of engagements people are having. Uh, and we're we're always evaluating, should we move into different social media spaces and, and get onto different platforms. Um, so far, uh, we haven't made the decision to move on to any new ones yet, uh, but we are constantly keeping our eye on what the next big thing is out there. I love it. Well, and I'll be joining you at the Strategic Government Digital Communications Conference in September in Washington, D.C., and you'll be hosting a session on how to use social media as an effective customer engagement tool. So um, if you're interested in this podcast and you are listening to this episode, um, check out this conference. I think it's going to be great. It's hosted by the Advanced Learning Institute and is focused on using social media, video, mobile, and content marketing to transform the citizen experience. Um, and you can learn more online or on their Twitter page. And so this has been so fun to have you, David. Thank you. It has been a pleasure for me as well. Yeah. What are you going to be talking about specifically um, at the conference? So customer service, very similar to what you presented today. Anything that you're looking forward to or anyone else um, who you've been watching on social media that you're looking forward to meet? You know, I am always interested to see how other um, corporate uh, entities and other organizations are handling their um, their customer engagement and their communication strategies. Uh, and uh uh, ALI always brings a great group of speakers, so I'm I'm just so excited to be absorbing from all of the talented people that will be there talking at the conference. And Dana, you're going to be talking on a panel as well, all about digital government and how to make it happen in your organization, so that'll be yes, exciting. Indeed. Absolutely, looking forward to it. And David, tell our listeners what channels they should follow specifically if they want to know more about TSA and all the cool things that are happening with your organization. Absolutely. Uh, Everyone can look for TSA on our Twitter account. That's at TSA. Uh, You can also find us on YouTube. And if you would like to submit questions about uh, an item you're curious about bringing on an airplane, or if you'd like to give feedback uh, on a recent travel experience, you can reach our Ask TSA customer service team on Twitter at AskTSA or on Facebook Messenger at AskTSA as well. Wonderful. Thank you so much for joining us today. I really appreciate it. And Jen, thank you too. And to our listeners, be sure to engage with us as well on social media. If you have questions or comments, use the hashtag GovGoneDigital. And feel free to leave us a review on iTunes and let us know what you think about this podcast. 
Thanks so much, David. Thank we, you. We appreciate having you. And we'll see you soon from Gilbert, Arizona on Government Gone Digital. <laughs>